It's week two, man. Off season's here. We have nothing but hurricanes and, and NBA playoff blowouts. So how <laughs> you guys doing this week? Um, I, I'm lost, dude. I don't really know what to do, man. Um, the NBA playoffs are pretty good, man. Uh, I, I guess for the most part they're entertaining, but it just sucks that we're not there again. So go A's, I guess. Go go Canes, go Canes. Yeah, that's hey, it. you heard about the A's? Think about moving. Yeah. Gay, hey, come on to Charlotte. I'm all with it. Yeah, on, baby. That would Let's be dope. Go. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why there's like this aversion to Major League Baseball in Charlotte. Um, but uh, that 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 man, that would be super dope. Hey man, just build that stadium in South Park. Let's get it cracking, man. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, no, we need to be in North Lake. North Lake. Hey man, wherever. They yeah, trying to get yeah, shot yeah. at the games. They no, leave no, 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 no. They leave <laughs> Oakland. <laughs> they go into Oakland. No, 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 no. Hear me out. 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 You tear down the mall, make it a mixed-use development, gentrify the area because it's it's in a convenient location. Four eighty-five, seventy-seven. I, I'm telling you, I, I look. I think these things through. Yeah, that's that's not controversial at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I, mean look, I, I went to North like a few weeks ago. Like, damn, where did all the stores go? <laughs> hey, wow. We we remember what killed Eastland Mall and. It's about to kill North Lake, and it might kill Carolina Place Mall. There was a shooting in the damn mall uh, two weeks ago. Charlatans not gonna put up. Y'all know how Charlatans are. These people and their money, they're not gonna put up with that. They'll go South Park. Like yes, yes. No, shoot but I, mean, but, I, mean, I mean, but but, but we're never act like people don't get robbed at South Park. No, but see, it's it's different in getting robbed at South Park because people know you gotta go to South Park. You got money. But you getting shot at in Carolina Place Mall, that's different. The same thing happens. Kaiser, you get shot at, at Concord Mills, too. You'll get shot there, too, yes. <laughs> I mean, you, you, might, you might buy some meth at Concord Mills, too. <laughs> right at a meth lab in the damn mall. Yo, Charlotte Wild, man. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, that's man. why. That's why the A's on the move here. They're like, shit, this is just like Oakland. Shit, yeah, like Oakland. <laughs> it's like a big Oakland. No, fit <laughs> right in. Hey, um, fans, I need y'all to watch the Carolina Hurricanes. The National Predator series was exciting. No, hey, hey, look, man, it, it stressed me out in a good way. Bro. Yes, I'm three straight overtime games. Uh, you got a game six overtime win. I mean, that was, man. It, it, and the thing is, the Predators weren't that good, but the Hurricanes were missing Jacob Slavin, and the series was a lot closer than it needed to be. And uh, it was one of those series where, like, you know, the Predators knew they weren't as good as the Hurricanes, but they felt like, man, we can we could win this. And when they didn't, they were salty. They unfollowed the Hurricanes on Twitter, which y'all <laughs> <was> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't just unfollow. They blocked them on Twitter. And, and, uh, and then tried to say it was photoshopped. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Okay. Y'all was salty. Y'all My Twitter was hacked. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so now they play Tampa in in the next round, which, you know. Today, today at five o'clock, by the way. Yes, Charlotte and Tampa, because of the Bucks Panthers, already have a little bit of a intercity rivalry. I expect that to be a really good series, y'all. So, yeah, check them out. Yeah, they're they're our de facto NHL team. Uh, We're gonna steal them. We, look, in, in true Charlotte fashion, 
We'll steal them when they're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because from like when they're not back to rock, back to rock. Yeah, when they so from from oh, like the 2018, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care. <laughs> like the who? <laughs> man, hey, man, Canes, man, we have nothing else, man. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, guys, man, we, it's it's a slow week, and uh, Jamal brought up this topic. Would you extend James Borrego at this point? Um, knowing that, knowing what he uh, has had to deal with as far as like expectation and exceeding the expectation, and just kind of um, the pet, the, the, the horn is actually going through a rebuild under his watch and it being successful thus far. Would you go ahead and try to lock him up for another two or three years, or, or, or would you just kind of just, just do a wait and see approach? I'll take this one first since uh, since I brought up the topic. Uh, the first answer to your question, uh, hell yeah. Um, uh, this comes to no surprise for people who actually know the game. You know, not not the Lamelo stance who's mad he didn't play 38 minutes a game, but this comes to no surprise, man. Um, Mitch Kupchak has been has been singing his praises consistently all season. Um, and you, you know, you mentioned all the factors that he's had to deal with. Uh, you know, especially all the injuries. Uh, managing a rookie, yeah. uh, 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 such a commodity like LaMelo Ball, uh, managing Gord Haywood's injuries, Malik Monk, and just everything, COVID-related issues, you know, all this stuff that this unique uh, that this unique season has has presented to us, man. And, um, you know, considering all those things, and, and I know that the way we ended the season was pretty ugly. We, we didn't like the way it ended. But if you look at what he's consistently done throughout the season, it was a no-brainer, dude. And, and I – I, I just to me it's it's hardly news, but it's what we got today. But at the same time, it was expected. Now to the second part of your question, as far as you know, extending him beyond what he what he's extending now, um, I mean, let's make no mistake about it. Everything I just said is true, but let's make no mistake about it. The le- the next two seasons are auditions for that next extension. Um, the Hornets got to make the playoffs next year because I, I I think there's there's really probably no excuse not to if we stay healthy i mean look at the look at how we competed when we were healthy and not to sidetrack too much but it really sucks looking at these teams in the playoffs and thinking damn man we could really compete with a lot of these teams man we beat a lot of these teams during the season and it sucks seeing that and knowing that man if we stayed healthy and stayed consistent all season we could be watching our guys right now so um to answer your question man i you know uh, next season, I'm not gonna say it's gonna. I'm. It maybe it puts maybe his seat is a little warm if the Hornets don't make the playoffs. But again, man, I just think it's an audition, I, and I think we'll be fine. I think he'll be fine going forward. So, yeah. Kaiser Sose. Yeah, this is um. This next season is going to be. The season for James Borrego. We, we say that with a lot of players. Hey, this season is going to be the make or break season. I think this season is the make or break season for Borrego. He's finally going to have his team. The remnants of the old regime will all be gone. There will be no one left, assuming that Cody Zeller, Bismack, and Monk are all gone. Um, and, um, you know, so, okay, so he's developed these players. He's got a young superstar in LaMelo Ball. Miles Bridges looks like he's going to possibly be an all-star caliber player. Uh, and, and you got Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. Now, what are you going to do with it? And um, and I think if, if the Hornets show and prove, I think if they're as 
as good as we think they may be, then then I think that he'll get another extension because I do think that you want to give him a chance with LaMelo Ball throughout the portion of LaMelo Ball's career before that, you know, before he has to make that choice of whether to become a free agent or not, which ain't going to be for like another five years. But I, I do think you got to give Borrego uh, a chance. I don't think you want to do like, like they did. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. LeBron's first coach. You know, he really didn't have a chance to really like be LeBron James coach before the Cavs said, okay, we're going we're gonna to try something else. I don't think the Hornets want to do that. I think they really want LaMelo Ball to develop under James Borrego. And uh, as a result, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why they gave him, they, you know, they gave him the one year extension and kind of like, okay, let's see what you got. Um, and and, and let, let me let me interrupt, Kaza, because I think that's not talked about enough as far as the, the, the relationship between Borrego and LaMelo Ball. And from the outside looking in, it just it just kind of looks like LaMelo Ball like, actually takes a, a, a liking to Borrego's coaching. Like he doesn't mind being coached, which is really encouraging for a, a, a young 19 year old player. You know what I mean? Like he, he doesn't he doesn't mind when Borrego uh, uh I don't know, kind of corrects his ills, for lack of a better term. Uh, we, we saw examples uh, during the season where LaMelo would have, uh, let's just say, a very rookie-like game and and maybe didn't get the minutes he, that the fans thought he deserved. And LaMelo Ball had always responded to that, man, and I just don't think that's talked about enough. Yeah, I, it's, it's weird because people think James Borrego punishes players for their mistakes. That is not true. James Borrego is – Sometimes I think he gives his players too much leeway. The Martin twins shouldn't have the green light to shoot threes, three seconds <laughs> the shot clock, but yet they do. Um, Malik Monk had a bigger green light under James Brigel than he ever did under Coach Clifford. Absolutely. Which is why people are like, man, Monk, Monk wants to go somewhere where he's wanted. It's like, how much more wanted could you be? You failed phase one of the drug program. The team did not eliminate your contract, kept you on, and you still average 25 minutes a game after that. James James Borrego is a very freewheeling kind of coach, and I think LaMelo Ball likes that, and I think that's good for him. And I I think that's good for the Hornets because LaMelo Ball's play style kind of uh, adheres to that kind of coaching philosophy. Push the pace, shoot a lot of threes, throw alley-oops, you know, do all that stuff. Danny, what's up, man? We have a special guest, Danny. Who actually ran away from Charlotte to move to Virginia to be safe? So, uh, Danny, <laughs> can you your opinion on this? He ain't going out to be safe. <laughs> I live in Virginia. Ain't nothing. Ain't yeah, nothing. I, that's the last question. I don't know what part of Virginia to, buddy. Ain't, no, ain't nobody running from nothing. Don't talk about business out the street. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still in these Charlotte streets. What are you talking about? Um, no, the topic about James Brogan extension. I don't mind the extension as long as it's not a long term extension. Right, and why I don't man, I mean my long term extension, I'm not saying a five or six year deal because we're not going to know what we're going to like in five or six years. I yeah. think, yeah. I think if I think tacking on an extra year or two to what he already has, I think that's I think it's a good placeholder. I don't know if JB is the guy that's going to get this team to the championship expectations that this fan base wants to see in the upcoming years. Now. I still think there's still a lot of development time left. And I think Jay, I think JB can provide a lot of that development. Um, contrary to what some of the fan base thinks of James Brego, he's done an outstanding job of what he has. 
you know, this team literally before the wheels fell off <laughs> in the West Coast road trip was literally the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. And if you go back to what Mitch Kupchak said, you know, in, in exit interviews, he was more surprised of where this team was at that point. Mm-hmm. Yes, Charlotte had injuries like everybody else. It's just that Charlotte's injuries came literally at the worst time of the year. When people say, oh, Washington had injuries, they had COVID, they had that back in December and January. Right. We all and, know and, when it comes to basketball, you peak at the at the playoff time, not during and, the and, and Danny, let, let me know if you agree with this statement or not, man, because I've always said that the Hornets are a team where we kind of need all of our guys. And what I mean by that, like, if, if we're Brooklyn and KD goes down for a while and James Harden goes down for a while, they still got Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris in a pretty deep team, whereas the Hornets, if we lose a few guys, it's just that much more important for us because we're just simply not as talented as some of those uh, some of those contending teams, I should say. I mean, you look at Brooklyn, for example, or look at Milwaukee. You know, you look, look at Brooklyn. Brooklyn has three of the top 12 players in the world on their roster. So if KD misses time, like you said, James Hardner and Kyrie picks up the slack. If two of those guys miss time, it's okay because you still have one left. If you look at Charlotte and you look at the ranking of players, in my opinion, I don't think Charlotte has a player in the top 40 in the NBA right now. And that includes LaMelo Ball. Because I, I don't I don't judge rookies. I give rookies at least two years before I give them a fair judgment. Because we've seen guys have outstanding rookie years and fall on the face of the earth, Tyler Hero. And you're number two. Please don't bring that name up today, boy. Good but Lord. there's also guys who were terrible in year one that had a year two that was phenomenal. So, I mean, you know, people bagged R.J. Barrett in year one, but look at R.J. Barrett in year two. Right. So I don't look at rookies in year one and year two. I look at them around year three. Even was even we look at John Morant. Morant was phenomenal as a rookie, but he's been even better in year number two. Zion, he was great for twenty games as a rookie, but you look at the year two, he was no different than he was in year one. It's just the fact that he played more games. There right. wasn't much of a difference. So I think when you look at Borrego, I think you give him two years. We have another lottery pick coming in. Uh, I still think a, a summer finding out what Vernon Carey and Nick Richards and those guys because they're because their their contracts are guaranteed next year. We're not Chris, talking about Chris, Chris, you hear that? Hey, hey, Chris, you hear that? Man, you, you may see your boys next season. But I think they still want to see what they have. I think the good news is we have Summer League. We will have Summer League on mm-hmm. August 8th. Charlotte will have a one-week Summer League with these guys to see what they have to, to go with. I don't think LaMelo is going to be with them because he doesn't need to be there. Yeah, but, he need to be there. But I think you get a chance to see extended run. Now, what I really want to see is where Charlotte is working in the draft lottery. Mitch said it, and in, 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 like I said, he said it a couple days ago. This team needs more talent. So yeah. I don't think they're going to take a center at the 11th or 12th pick unless it's the best and, player on the board. And, and the thing is, like, I, I, I get it, man. I, I get that fans who talk ad nauseum about we center, 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 center. But when it comes to the draft itself, I'm, uh, Mitch Kupchak's approach has always been just to take the best talent available instead of what we need. Because if you start talking about taking what we need, then you're going to stretch. <laughs> yeah. You're going to reach. I, and, I, I don't think you should ever in the NBA draft for need. Unless I mean, you are picking in the 20s. 20, right. Yeah. And, and a lot of times 
those picks will get dealt. We've seen Charlotte do that in the past. Uh, that's how they got Marco Benelli a few years ago. You know, what are they going to do with the 22nd point? Nothing. Uh, I, I will say this. You brought up a good point about Borrego not being the guys to get the Hornets to the championship level that fans expect, and I completely agree with that. But uh, I don't know if there's such thing as a championship caliber coach. If you look at coaches, especially over the last decade that have won championships, look at those teams. Look at the talent on those teams. You got Steph Curry, LeBron. Of course, Eric Spolster is going to win the championship. Look at the team that he had to coach. Uh, look at the, the the San Antonio Spurs of 2014. The Golden State Warriors. I mean, those were one of the greatest teams, you know, to, to ever see the court. Uh, I, I don't think if he took any of those three coaches, the last three coaches to win a championship, but besides, okay, I, I forgot about, uh, you know, Nick Nurse and the Raptors. But, like, does anyone think that, like, Nick Nurse, if, if you put made him the Hornets coach, the Hornets with the talent that they have, are instantly a championship caliber team, right? I, I don't think so. You gotta have you gotta have the players uh, first. Hey, Dan, let me ask you this. Well, let me ask everyone a question: Does would James Borrego deserve to be a coach of a championship roster, or, or does that remain to be seen? It, it just depends on the further development of the team. If, if the team is consistently progressing. And the players are getting better and the right rotations are made and no playoff disappointments. I mean, he deserves that opportunity as long as he as long as, as long as he's he is progressing. But once once you get the feeling that we're stagnant, kind of like a Brett Brown situation, you gotta make that move. Yeah. Excellent point. Uh, yeah, I, I could I could this gotta give a chance. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see this being like a Mark Jackson situation where you develop these players, you get them to the playoffs. And then they can't they can't perform when they're there. That was the issue with Mark Jackson is that he had the two greatest shooters in the history of the NBA, and they couldn't get out of the first round. If that and, is, and, and he did and he did bad stuff. We got to give context for people that, that's going to scream Mark Jackson. That's true. That's true. But uh, as far as we know, Brian was not not doing any of that. Well, first off, well, we, so we can kill the rumor. Mark Jackson's not going anywhere. Mark Jackson's only job will be on television right. for the Thank 10 millionth time. Yeah. Because if Mark Jackson – think about this. Mark Jackson would have had – how many coaching vacancies have been has been in the NBA since Mark Jackson left? Man. I mean, uh, I mean like, damn near all of them. Yeah. Except for San Antonio. I think every job has been open but San Antonio. <laughs> right. In Miami. San Antonio Miami. Yeah, San Antonio Miami is the only two jobs that he hasn't missed his fire in. You hear the name, but how many interviews has he had? Zero. So, I can answer that. Zero. So for the people qu- screaming Mark Jackson, the four of us have a better chance of being an NBA head coach before Mark Jackson goes behind, <laughs> goes behind anybody's benching. And, you know, there are reasons behind that. And, and Mark Jackson knows why he doesn't have a job as a head yeah. coach. But to this point, I think if Borrego gets his team to the playoffs, he deserves to see how far they can go under his coaching. Mm-hmm. He deserves that. Like I said, we don't know what a, ch- a championship caliber coach looks like because when you mentioned before, Steve Steve Kerr was never a head coach in the NBA, and he took a team to a championship. Tyron Lue, the same way. Nick Steve Nurse, Nash. Listen, we can't crown them just yet. Okay, they're not they're not getting past Milwaukee. Like, are you betting on Giannis in the playoffs again? Are we doing I, I, again? I put money on that. It's a different team. 
it's a whole different coach. I can't bet against Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Blake Griffin, and Joe Harris. Did the Bucks change? Did Bucks change head coaches in the last twenty four hours? Because uh... <laughs> but, 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 but guess what they did? They changed personnel. They're they're a way deeper team and better team. But the, uh, they still is, have the same head coach. <laughs> it is it is important to note Dante DiVincenzo was out for the rest of the playoffs. Um, it is important has, to note that Drew Holiday has been a one hell of an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe as well. So do whatever you want to with that information. So let me ask you a question. So has somebody in with their defense ranked in the bottom half of the league? Ever won a championship? <laughs> Has anybody in the NBA at any point in time had three offensive players that can do what those three can do at any point in time? Hey man, uh, I seen the Golden State Warriors lose to to LeBron and the Cavs. I'm just putting it out there. Not with Kevin Durant. <laughs> Y'all say say something for next week. We're gonna say this for next week. We're gonna say this next week. Defense is important, and you're underselling it. I think you're underselling it. Speaking of, Giannis defense, gonna have a party next week. Uh, speaking of defense, man, um, I, I guess the, the 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 word that comes to mind with this team defensively is inconsistent. And, and, and is that do you guys feel like that's just a, a part of the process with a young team? And is should that be like a, a focus for James Breaking the Hornets going forward next season? Because we, I mean, look, look, I, I'll put it to you like this: look at how bad we were defensively this last month of the season, and. That did the same, man. So, what do you what do you guys think about that? Young guys don't play defense, um, and we just don't have traditional two way guys. Uh, they, a lot of these guys play one side of the ball. We don't have that true defensive anchor to me. Uh, Biombo is good in spurts, but he's not consistent to me. Um, and you got to look at the season, man. It was a shortened season with no training camp, no time to really practice in between games and stuff like that. So we're, we're going to see some type of improvement next year. And, 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 and I think we'll add some more defensive pieces to this team next year. I think we look at the roster and losing and people hate Caleb Martin, uh, Cody Martin, but losing Cody Martin down the stretch hurt. You know, he was one of the, he was one of the guys that could actually win on the perimeter. Um, and even JB mentioned it, he's the guy that, he allowed the best players in the other team to be guarded by Cody Martin because in Charlotte's case, if you really be honest, Miles, Cody, and Terry Rozier, when he was focused on defense, were the only three guys that you can leave one-on-one defensively and be okay with it. Everybody else, you had to play zone. So when people are complaining about the zone defense, it's not because Jays Brego forced zone. It's because nobody else can play man-to-man right, right. defense on this roster. Nick Richards still has to learn defensive rotations in the NBA. Why he didn't see the court? Because he couldn't rotate defensively. Thank you. I think with, with Richards and Carey, they were slow, very, very slow, one, getting back in transition defense and defensive rotations. And when they were on their spots, they couldn't defend without fouling. It's, a, it's really as simple as that. Vernon Carey would have got a lot more playing time if he didn't get two fouls in the first three minutes. Well, Vernon Carey also defensively, I hate to say this, he looks like Jaleel Okafor defensively. Mm. That, oh, my that, oh, That's strong. That, it, because Okay, let, let's go back to the Chicago game. You picked up two fouls against Vucevic. But Vucevic basically is – Vucevic is, is not exactly – Usain Bolt when it comes to sprinting, but he, I was going to say he he's slower than me. Yeah, let's let's not be nice about but it. But yeah. Vernon Carey was getting out hustled. 
right. by Vucevic on, on multiple possessions. And if you watch him defensively, the Brooklyn has no interior players, so that game against Brooklyn doesn't count. But you go against guys in the post, we got I think it was Jokic and other guys, he's just slow footed defensively. Okay, it, it's okay in college when you have guys behind you that can erase or defend. Mm-hmm. Vernon Carey is slow is slow footed, and it's kind of scary. Now Nick Richards can run around and bounce like you know like like Tigger from uh you know from Winnie the Pooh, but <laughs> there's a reason why he was a second round pick because he allows athleticism to make up for the things he lacks on the IQ side of the court. JaVale McGee. So it, there's nothing wrong with JaVale. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah, oh, I'd love to have him too. He's got a lot of bounce. He pushed the ball. Lamelo would love to throw passes to him, but like you said, his basketball IQ leaves much to be desired. I I see that also in in Nick Richards, and I'm I'm rooting for both of those guys. I really want Vernon Carey and Nick Richards to at least be as serviceable as Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo were, and I I think they could get there. I, mean, I, guys, just don't want guys, to, I don't want to see guys. Andre Drummond in the Hornets uniform. That's all I don't Hell want. no. Hell no. Hell no. Look, we, we're we seeing the reasons why we've been saying no, <laughs> watching him play for the Lakers. And, and you, you, you have to hear the Lakers fans just like, yo, this guy does not make anything better. <laughs> it's just, it's just empty. Like his listen, game is empty. Listen, I- I saw I saw a graphic and there was some anonymous GM who said Andre Drummond could 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 have twenty five points and twenty rebounds in a game and make no impact on the game and and I I think a lot of people didn't make sense of that but if you watch the Lakers play it makes total sense. There's a reason why Detroit and Cleveland gave him away for a a four for four for winners. <laughs> you have to think that what. Detroit gave him away for John Henson and Brandon Knight. Like and a second round pick. And a second round pick. And they were happy to get that. Mm. Cleveland had no take. There were no takers for him. They literally they had nothing. So Drummond is an empty stat guy. I hate to say he's an overblown Kevin Love in Minnesota. He doesn't do much. Um kind of kind of like another center who played here a few years ago. I was just gonna say. We all remember the Dwight Howard experiment. I don't want to say those words because that still stings. And I just can't. Real quick, when I think about that, I cannot believe that team didn't make the playoffs. I just can't. I, I mean, I mean, looking back in hindsight, I, I I see why. But on paper, on paper, you look at conference. I'm Kim Walker, uh, Jeremy Lamb, Nick Batum, and Dwight Howard. I'll say this much about that team. I I think I think our 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 former guy Vince was spot on when he said this. Man, Um, we went we we didn't go with the young guys quick enough. We 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 stuck with the old guard. It was too too much Marvin, too much Nick, too much MKG, and we we should have played those young guys a lot sooner than later. Man, I think if we would have that season, we probably would have been in the playoffs. I think it's that simple. I still think they just weren't that good. They weren't I, that good. I think that season really sealed Steve Clifford's fate because Thanks. Howard was his guy. That was what he wanted. He wanted uh, Dwight Howard and then Kim Walker running the show. And and they said, okay, well, here's your team. This is the team you built and you want it. And they sucked. So, um, so Dwight Howard got Steve Clifford fired. Probably. No, I think Steve, I think Steve <laughs> Clifford's ability not to, to adapt – Two times in basketball got him fired. 
Danny, let me ask you a question, man. Do you do you get any sense that Borrego will have any input on roster moves this offseason? We all have input in life. That doesn't mean he, – he will say this guy will make sense, but this is still Mitch's job at the end of the day. Everybody's input. You know, it's all on Mitch. This is a Mitch job. When people blame Borrego for, oh, he didn't, he put this roster together. He didn't. He said this no, a million no, times. No, he didn't. He I, did I didn't put this roster together. Right. And now, let, me, let me ask you this. Real quick. Do you think what do you think the relationship between Mitch and Borrego is like? Because Borrego has made statements like the one you just said. Hey, I didn't put this roster yeah. together. Hey, we've needed a center for a million years now, and I don't have one, and I'm just kind of doing what I can with Cody and Biz. Do you think that there's a little bit of friction there because Mitch isn't giving Borrego the roster that he wants? I mean, I think their relationship is fine. I think it's still workable. I think that as a coach, you would want to have more say-so mm-hmm. with your roster the way it's put together. You know, or you would hope that your general manager will go out and get something, you know, if you need help. It was what we all know, Trader Mitch doesn't make trades. Nope. Nah. You know, Mitch Kupchak doesn't make trades at all. You know, he builds his team through the draft. He builds his team organically. Unfortunately... It did not do well this year, you know. And the talent level get there, but I don't, I don't think there's much friction between point A and point B. Um, they have a good working relationship. I just, I think JB wishes he had more control on his say so and player and player and players he's getting. Let me, um, I man, since we have it here, man, we got like a little bit to catch up on because we didn't get to talk to you last week, man. So. Uh, real quick about Gore Haywood's injury, man. So it was, uh, you know, when, when he first got hurt, man, we were hearing four to six weeks. And then we got to week seven and he still wasn't playing. Uh, Borrego seemed to be highly annoyed anytime someone from the press asked about Gore Haywood, man. What, what, what's your take on that entire situation, man? What, what, what was going on with the organization of Gore Haywood? And why were they being so damn secretive? <laughs> Because the thing is, you don't want to set ex- – remember, we, we watched the Mellow Ball thing go go left pretty quick when they announced that he was out for the rest of the season. Right. And then, and then like, Tecla Bowl, he shows back up you know, at the end of the season. <laughs> right. So I don't think they wanted to put an expectation on Gordon. The only thing that we saw from Gordon was the fact that he took the boot off and he was warming up. The injury was eight weeks. It was six to eight weeks. You know, when they, when it goes, it, there's different types of injuries with that foot. If it's in a cast or a walking boot, it's six to eight weeks minimum. Okay, so the, Saturday, the, the opening Saturday of the playoffs was week number eight. I mean, the only way we saw Hayward was the playoffs. So you mean to tell me being in the walking boot isn't like a hamstring injury? <laughs> For right. someone who's been a walking boot before, no, that's annoying. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. But no, it's not. It's not a hamstring injury. Okay. It's, okay. I, I mean, no, I, because, I, I just want to make sure that that we were right in our assessment to people. Like, also, man, what are you talking about, man? Bradley Bill is a warrior. Uh, yeah, Bradley Bill is a warrior, and Gordon Hayward should have been playing. He should have sucked it up and went out there and played because Bradley but, Bill did. Did you hear Bradley Bill also said this wasn't the smartest idea? Be coming back either that in that first play game. It wasn't the smartest idea. Hello. <laughs> I mean, he said it was the smartest idea, but also hamstrings and feet are different, especially when you have a history of foot problems. Right. Donald Gordon Hayward, he has that history. And I know 
to some the people that didn't want Gordon Hayward because of the injury history is like I told you so, but in the forty four games he played, they were twenty four and twenty. So it's kind of like a catch twenty two. Was Gordon Hayward uh, worth one hundred twenty million dollars? I think we all agreed to this day that we wouldn't you have would. paid him. Right. But you but in the in the NBA standards, nobody was running to take Charlotte's money. Nobody yeah. was. Let me okay. Let me ask you about and, that. Oh, go ahead. You finish your point. No, no, no. Go ahead, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle I, I was I'm about to answer it. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, part of the reason why they signed Gordon Hayward was because he opted out a year early. And the talk was that Gordon Hayward would be a target for what would be this offseason. Because if you look at the free agent list this offseason, like you said, nobody's going to be running to take Charlotte's money. However, Things have kind of uh, things have kind of changed. I don't think anyone expected the ascension of Lamelo Ball and the popularity of the Charlotte Hornets. So if you look at this year and next year's free agent class, I'm looking at it, and it's a bunch of names, but there's no one that I'm thinking, man, that that person might want to come to Charlotte. Is there anyone that you guys could see on that free agent list that might would want to come to Charlotte? at least enough to where we can say, man, we should have held out for that player instead of going after Gordon when he was available. No. I mean, you, but also with big-name free agents, a lot of them, it's hard to, to lose guaranteed money on that fifth year. So, I mean, I don't think Kawhi Leonard was going to run down here when he opts out from the Clippers when he get eliminated. I don't think Kawhi Leonard's going to say, you know what, let me go to Charlotte and let me change the Hornets situation. You know, a New Balance guy's not going to do that. <laughs> um, I, 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 but I do think Montrez Harrell is regretting not taking the Charlotte taking money last summer. I think he's regretting that. Um, I think for this summer, if I'm Charlotte and I'm looking at Mitch Kupchak, who said once again he is looking to upgrade this roster without putting his team in salary cap hell, like the last the last regime did. If I'm Charlotte, the one guy I would target would be Rashard Holmes of Sacramento. Let me ask you a question. Me and you have talked about this before. Are you comfortable paying Rashawn Holmes up to twenty twenty five million dollars a year? I'm not. I don't think. I don't think he gets that. I think he gets 18, 18 Because here's the thing: only a certain number of teams have twenty million dollars plus in cap space. And Charlotte's one. I think of seven teams that have it. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you look at New York, New York's not about to pay Rashawn Holmes twenty five million dollars a year. No. Not when New York potentially could end up with Kawhi Leonard and Julius Randle going forward. And and they already have Mitchell Robinson on the roster as well. And you still have Nerlens Noel. I don't see Miami spending Rashawn Holmes' money because guess what? You got Bam Adebayo on, under contract. Right. So Chicago's not going to do it because they got Vucevic. So if you look at the teams that have cap space and Rashawn Holmes wants to play with somebody that can run up and down the court, you you would love you would love Charlotte, for example. Um, I don't see Charlotte. I mean, the free agent big market isn't very good, so Charlotte might have to overpay. The good news is Terry Rozier's contract does come off the books in the following summer. If you sign Rashard Holmes, maybe, as we all learned, they're going to explore what they can get for Terry Rozier. They will be dumb not to. You have to explore, especially when you're left from the deal. You have to see what you can get for it. Not necessarily you're going to have to trade it, but you have to read, you just have to see what the draft looks like. You have to see what workouts look like. I don't know too much of this market this year, but I really think that if it's anybody's Rashard Holmes that you spend the money on, next year's free agent class, 
we'll get there next year because Stephen Curry's a free agent, potentially. Stop it. Don't, don't, don't start. Please don't. Please, please. He's Danny. not coming here. He's not coming. Hey, stranger things have happened. The only uh, thing stranger things happening is the Indiana Fever's jersey. That's the only thing that's going to be stranger things. <laughs> Those jerseys are fire, by the way. But no, I, I don't see. Uh, I think somebody says teams are running the clear cast space. Teams are not running the clear cast space this summer. They're not doing it. Okay. Most of these teams lost money this year because they didn't have fans for two thirds of the season. Teams ain't running to go clear cast space. Right. Okay. They're not running. Next summer, we can talk next summer, but this summer, it's not much of the market. Everybody re up. I kind of see a lot of teams kind of staying put this summer just because just of all the reasons you said, man. I think New York will be the one that goes out because they got New York has sixty million dollars in cap space, and plus they're plus they're four billion dollar franchise as well. So yeah, five, but, but New York, but, five, sorry, but New York has but New York still has to deal with Julius Randle, which I think, which you have to I max, mean, him. Keep, you have to max him. But here, but do you max him after this playoff series? <laughs> Good question. If this one, if if, 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 if there is no playoffs. And the season ended. You maxed Julius Randle off what he did this year. Yeah. But in the first three games of that playoff series against Atlanta. He's been terrible. It's – people don't understand. Playoff basketball is so different. The game slows down. It's just different. And he's going to have to figure it out. I mean, I, I, I still got faith in Randle to figure it out. I don't expect him to win the series, but he's going to have to figure it out. The Knicks have to make a big move. They have to. I mean, they because yeah, I mean, mainly because they're the New York Knicks. You know, you reverse the roles with the Hornets and kind of stay put a little bit. But now that I mean, the New York Knicks were a fifth seed, so there's these expectations that come with being a team in New York. And they were a fourth seed. They had home court. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So now the expectations are really big. The, the expectation next season from Knicks fans is going to be so astronomically high. You've got to do something to try and match those expectations. The Knicks cannot trot that same team out next year, even if it's a fourth C team. They, they can't do it. They ha- they they got to make a move to try and be with, up there with Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I mean, the team in the in, the, in their same city is even though the, the Nets aren't as popular. Shockingly, uh, they're the better team. They're pro- they're probably going to win the championship this year, but. They have, they're going to win the championship before the Knicks do. <laughs> you, who beat, yeah. I mean, who beat that's Brooklyn? Like, that's, like, that's like saying, like, the Panthers are going to be 500. We don't know that. Hey, you stop that. Don't come don't start now. it today, man. Come on now. That's like, that saying, come on. that's like saying Julio suits up for the Falcons next year. We don't know that. <laughs> oh, he's going to be a Patriot. He's going to be a Patriot. He's already we, said. Oh, oh, listen, we're not doing this on. We're not doing this on on Sunday. Maybe. Hey. I mean, I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, you know, you hey. one week. week. I mean, Robbie Anderson might be crazy. Who knows, bro? <laughs> hey, hey, y'all hey, trade Sam Darnold, not us. Leave us out of this. Hey, Daddy, what you can do is you can take you can just take one of the ones off of Julio Jones' jersey. <laughs> I don't know who's number one for the Falcons, man, but you can just rock your your Falcons jersey like that, man, because he, 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 he's, he's gone, brother. Well, you, can you, look, you, look, you can take you that know. one off, scratch, scratch your name out, and put Thompson on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the crazy thing is we'll, we'll trade Julio still be better than y'all this year. 
Um, we'll see. <laughs> we so, this good, so this is a good segue. <laughs> hey, man, no, 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 no. We got one more thing, man. Danny, what'd you feel about Michael Jordan's uh, foundation philanthropy efforts, giving money? Because you, you really know Michael Jordan is kind of selfish in the eyes of others. I think as he's gotten older, I think he's starting to give back more. I think that... You know, I think a lot of people probably have put a lot of perspective in Jordan's ear about, you know, about about giving back to people, you know, or the people that are following you, your footsteps. I mean, he's done so much for the community as far as like brand awareness. So why not be able to help out others? I think he's kind of I think he's seeing that as he's getting older. I mean, Jordan didn't do much. When he, 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 he wasn't like this when he was a player. You know, and you know, well, he, he, he was like as, as, as much as he's been giving. Not no. as much. The no, not not as not not to this level. No, no. no. So I think now, you know, he he. No, I think he's starting to realize how much of a platform he has. I think you know, he you know watched the thirty for thirty for years. You know, Jordan was caught up in the image of what was going on. Right. You know, and now he realized he is the image. Like when he says something, people listen. Right. You know. Yeah, you, know you know what? You know what? Messing my money. I think Jordan had always Jordan was always very secretive about the things that he did. Like I found out recently that um, Michael Jordan was one of the f people who funded Spike Lee's Malcolm X back in the nineties uh, be because the, the the studios there was some disagreement over who was originally going to direct it. The guy who was originally going to direct it was a friend of Spike Lee's, but he was he was Jewish, and Spike Lee felt like. Come on, man! You can't have a Jewish dude uh, tell the story of Malcolm X. So the studios were like, "All right, well, you're gonna have to come up with your own money to fund this project if you want to do it like you did." And a lot of people came forward, and Michael Jordan was actually one of those people. Uh, him, Oprah Winfrey, a few other people. But I, I said that to say that I think Michael Jordan has always done things, but Michael Jordan didn't. He he didn't blossom in the social media era like a LeBron James, for instance. So, so I don't think he really realized he had that much of a platform at all. I mean, Michael Jordan does not have a social media presence at all compared to players today in the NBA. But I think, yeah, as he gets older, he realizes, hmm, I'm still Michael Jordan. So, so I think what's happening now is when he does these things, they get the spotlight that they deserve um, because Michael Jordan is, is okay with people knowing that he's making these uh, philanthropic yeah. efforts. Uh, whereas in the past, I think it was just, you know, hey, I'm going to give some money to the United Negro College Fund, or I'm going to fund the Smithsonian African American History Museum. And those things were just done on the back burner. Um, yeah. I, I think Michael Jordan is, well, it's no think about it. We, we know Michael Jordan is the most competitive person you'll probably ever uh, speak of. And, and and I think it got to him. I think all the things that, all, even though they were false and, and, they, and they were overblown, but I just think all the, the the narrative behind Michael Jordan being this super selfish guy who never gave back, I think that finally got to him, man. And I think I think he just got to a point where it's like, all right, guys, let me show you. I'm just not this guy who uh, who funds private prisons and, and 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 only cares about my money, man. So I just think that 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 turned him. <laughs> I think I think it turned to the point where he's telling people that he's giving money away. Yeah, you know, Mike gave away money for years, just didn't tell anybody about it. So. I mean, it's like this. You know, now everybody wants Mike to start spending money on this franchise on the Hornets too. That's the next thing you hear. Oh, Mike is being cheap. 
Oh, God. Tell that to Nick Batum, Marvin Williams. Yeah. Right. I'll right. never understand the idea that Michael Jordan is cheap, considering uh, he's Gordon. overpaid for everybody. Yeah, Gordon Haywood wouldn't say Michael George cheap. <laughs> Nick Batum would say as, as easy as State 48 as we speak, probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, stay 48. Everybody got air. Look, everybody balling there, man. Oh boy. Listen, the like, let me kill this because I ate stay 48. Okay, yeah, I've, eaten, I've actually eaten there. There was never a $100 limit per person there. I don't know. I think it was at a different location, but it's nothing. Steak 48 is really is good food. It's nothing more than, than, than Ruth Chris or Morton's or any of these steakhouses. I mean, the food's really, really good, by the way, but. It's nothing like you know. You gotta go and like put on a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. Now people, nice restaurant though. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. People got their stimmies and they went there, sitting there eating fifteen dollar salads at the table for three hours, having loud, boisterous conversations, and they're like, "No, no, no, no. We gotta change the clientele." Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. They were floss with this pandemic. People, the, the financial situation of a lot of Americans is strained right now. Yeah. So if you can show, hey, I'm not hurting during the pandemic. I made this Dogecoin money, this GameStop money. No can stay 48. I don't know what y'all brokes are doing. Here's how we living. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, that's it. I, I took my wife there for our, our wedding dinner. After we got married, we went to stay 48 for dinner. And I promise you, I've spent just as much of that night as I spent if I've taken her to Morton's, if I take her to Ruth Chris. Or Chima's. Chima's. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we ate what we both had appetizers, both had dinner, we both had dessert, and we had something to drink. I think I spent about 200, 250 plus with a tip 250. So it was like, which is like you said, Del Frisco's would be the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's. Yeah. Look, man, all I got to say is stop going there taking pictures in front of the sign with y'all cousins in, in, in slacks and Timbo boots because you, you you are diminishing the brand and they are tired of it. So this is why we got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait till they, they open one in North Lake. You see, they, oh, they don't know how to make no money. They just need man, to cater. You know, I, I jumped on too late. Y'all leave North Lake alone, all right? I mean, North Lake. Man, North Lake like, is a dying mall. It is a dying ball. That's the sad part. It's so nice. That lost there. big sporting. Look, you lost a freaking. Look, I went to the other day. I'm like, man, I want, I want to buy me a bike. I'm like, let's go to Dick's. So nope. I got the Netflix. I'm like, yo, Dick's is gone. <laughs> they no, lost they a whole Dick's sporting goods. Like a whole Dick's sporting goods, dude. Hey, I'm telling you, we saw this with Eastland. This is how it started with Eastland. JC Penny left, and it all went downhill uh, after that. I, and the is only 15 years old. Is it 15 years old? Yeah. So, yeah, North Lake is the newest small Charlotte. Yeah, um, I knew that, but I didn't know it was 15 years old. Damn. Yeah, well, I was just going to, to Chris's point, I was just going to say malls in general are kind of dying. They're always in the suburbs. If you don't live in those areas, then you got to travel to go shop with online commerce, especially since the pandemic started. A lot of people just aren't going to malls. And if you know that, you can go to North Lake and get shot, or go to Carolina Lake and get shot. <laughs> why, why are you gonna go? I mean, it's because I have a, you know I'm a '90s kid, '80s and '90s kid, so malls are very nostalgic for me. I spent a lot of time at Eastland Mall uh, as a teenager, a lot, a lot of time. And I remember when I 
was in the military and I came home on leave, and this was maybe like 2002. And I was like, yo, let's go to East Lamar. Everyone's like, what? Why? No. I'm trying to get shot. What you trying to do? So <laughs> the perception of malls has changed so much that I really don't see North Lake sticking around another 15. You know, East Lamar was around, what, 35 years? I'd be shocked. Carolina, I, I, I think North Lake goes before Carolina plays. Yeah, and Carolina Place yeah. is right after that one. Carolina yeah. Place is really close to I, Valentine, Pineville, which is so. So, so, they, so because of location, they have a better shot at it. I mean, let's just so say Carolina black people live in North Lake. Huh? <laughs> what do you say, Danny? Carolina Place. Carolina Place will be free to all in two years. The way it's going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know what's crazy about this, man. <laughs> Well, Carolina Place used to be that that distant mall that it was on the night side. Of the way out yeah. 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 It was you only go right. You only go when you're going to buy something really nice and you're going to really yep. spend some money. And, and look at us now. Because <laughs> I went to I went to I went to Carolina Place a couple. I mean, maybe two months ago. I was like, man, it's dead up here. It just reminded me of Freedom Mall in my high school years. Like you know, it's only like you know two. Freedom all time. jumping too, man. You had hey, the you had the movie theater over there. That, look, it, was, it was hood then. The movie theater, that movie theater was always hood, but it was fun. You look. You never went to Freedom Mall to buy clothes. You went to Freedom Mall to buy two things: records and CDs. Yes. And Foot Locker. That's it. You don't no, go to no, no, because no, because at one point Target was in there. Yeah, yeah. That was the only Target in West Charlotte. So you had that. If you need to go to Target, that was the only one to go to. That's it. That's it. Well, no, because my <laughs> shop because, my, because uh the pizza place never the pizza joint was good in there too though inside inside of uh Freedom Mall. I'm all right. Let me test. Let me test your. Let me test your 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 Charlotte trivia here. Does anybody remember the Jordan Twenty Three store that used to be in Freedom Mall? Anybody? Yeah, because uh it was called Flight Twenty Three. Yeah, Thank you. Thank Larry you. Jordan, Michael's brother, was the manager. Of that store and the one in Windsor Square on Independence Boulevard, he's go back and forth oh, wow. between wow. the stores. I remember because as a kid, I walked in there, and my dad was like, "Yo, that's Michael Jordan's brother." And of course, like by association, I'm like, "Yo, he's he's awesome just because he's Michael Jordan's brother." <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's called Flight Twenty Three. Um, yep. Why it never blew up? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, he yeah. should bring that back. That store would do very well now. Flight Twenty Three was the the baby version of what the Trophy Room is in Orlando is now. Mm-hmm. If y'all go to Orlando, the trophy room is what Flight 23 was supposed to be. Yeah. Like Kyle said, he should bring that back. This, this, that's a good time to bring that back, man. Yeah, with the popularity of, of the Jordan brand. Where are you going to put it, though? Where, where are you going to put it? Anywhere. You put it North Lake. Yeah, you shit. Why no, not? You put, no, it'll... <laughs> you put it uptown. You I was going to say, you put it, yeah, you put it where? Uptown. Once again, y'all haven't said where. In one of those new buildings, like kind of close to the uh, Harvey Gantt Center, like one of those new buildings. No, like guys, the you put it in the epicenter. The epicenter is epicenter's is dead. They're, they're supposedly no, you can wear it. Okay, if, if they tear down the bus depot, like they've been talking about doing, there's a string of stores right across the street, right where uh, where the yeah. center is. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a black barber shop there. Um, I think that would be. Uh, uh, yeah, there's no grease. Uh, that might would be a good spot. You got to tear that bus depot down. Though. You got. Here's the question, but isn't the team store right there too? So you want to put a flight twenty three next to the team yeah. store? Yeah. Is, is his team? <laughs> his team. But that, but, no, no. <laughs> Listen, what, so you might as well put, let's, let's put flight twenty three 
in in in, in, in South Park because that's the only mall that's gonna survive the uh, the apocalypse. So if you want to make money, yeah, you put it in South Park. And you, and you put and you put and you put a, a smaller store in Concord Mills. There you go. There hey, you go. Mike, okay. Mike, on the construction, you see, crew. Hey, give us our credit, man. Yeah, we got the business plan. Just give us a call, bro. I'm not working on that retail store. <laughs> Kill that right now. I'm not gonna be working there. No. <laughs> I ain't running a retail store. I did that too long. I ain't running a retail store. No, we don't know. I give you credit though because you're the only person that's a real, real. Carolinian fan because only few people have those Carolina Hurricanes jerseys. This was more, I bought this in 2006 after they won the Stanley Cup. That's how long I've, I've had this jersey. I've had I have one. It's at my mom's house. I've had it since the expansion year when wow. they were playing in Green. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. See, a lot of people are like, dude, how you get into hockey? Uh, I actually was living in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, when the Whalers moved to to Raleigh, and in Minneapolis. Hockey is the sport. Like, like high school hockey. Like, yo, Friday night high school hockey games. We going. That's where everyone went. You went to the, the yeah, Friday yeah, night high school. That, I know, that, weird, right? That is so different. It, it, was, South, it was very odd being a black dude in Minnesota, having being forced by my friends to go to a high school hockey game. But I ended up loving the sport, and I was like, man, okay, so I got to find a team to follow. And just that same year, uh, 1995-96, the Whalers moved to Raleigh, and I said, okay, I'm. I guess I'm a Hurricanes fan now. Hey, Cause, I got a fun fact. I can't fit nothing from 2006. <laughs> <laughs> hockey, you can put a hockey jersey because this is like a, you know, this is just like a large. And... I mean, you guys think of Rodney, but hockey is for big people anyway. Their jerseys, they're made for big people. That's true. Us, yeah, yeah. that is people, true. It's, this ain't soccer. Like, we got to get Rodney to a game in Raleigh. Listen, I, I'm all for it because if the Cage somehow – Get back to the Cup Finals. We gotta go, man. We gotta really gotta go there. It's, yeah. it's a two. It, Raleigh's two and a half hour drive from me, so I'll make the drive. Two and a half. I, a got no, I got no issue making the drive to Raleigh for a Cup Finals game because yeah, I've because yeah. I've, I've I've been to one Cup Finals game already. Mm. I, yeah, I, was, I was living in um, New Mexico when the Hurricanes won the Cup in 2006, and I was living in Las Vegas when they played the Red Wings in 2001. So I was all the way on the other side of the country, and you know, couldn't. I was, I was in what was, I was in whatever the entertainment sports arena that at the time when they in the Cup final. I want to say it was Game Six against Edmonton. Yes. Mm. I mean, to me, it, the atmosphere in that game was amazing. Now, the one thing I was disappointed with was we didn't get the Stadium Series game that we were supposed to get mm -hmm. at Carter Finley this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carolina was supposed to play at, at, at the stadium yeah. for the outdoor game. And I wanted that game so bad because it was Washington. And we, knowing us, us Southerners, we would have been tailgating with barbecue pit smokers <laughs> and everything else for a hockey yeah. game. Show them how we do hockey in, in the South. And yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. I just want you to nod. Is going to a hockey game like going to a Utah Jazz game? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Cool. I, I I I just wanted to know. I just Rodney, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. Rodney, we're we're, we're gonna do a show called Rodney needs to go. So Rodney <laughs> to a, a soccer game. We're gonna take him to a Charlotte FC game. I've been to a soccer to, game before. No, no. But see, what what's, what soccer game did you go to? It was like the Charleston Battery soccer. Okay. No, stop, okay man, first no. off, anything anything in the world Charleston in sports don't exist. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're gonna go to the Charlotte FC game. No, we're, the, all the three, the four of us will go. We, if we get beds too, we'll find beds too. 
we'll all go to a Charlotte FC game because I've been I've covered MLS and there's nothing like going to an MLS game. The, ticket, the tickets are gonna be like two thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, we, we might have to start. We might have to start a GoFundMe if you want. No, to, uh, we'll just go. We'll, no, we'll, no, we'll, we'll, we'll do what most cheap folks do in soccer games and get tickets to the supporter section. All right, that means we're standing for ninety minutes. Yes, we're standing. Yeah, we're standing. Let me let me start getting in shape now. Wait, that's how they do it uh, overseas. That's how they do it. In, in everything yeah. has. They have a supporter section where everybody stands. There's the drums. Everybody's drunk is all hell. But hey, but sign me so, up. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah, I mean, we, literally. What I mean it, from Orlando, what they did was in the supporter section, they literally were in, or in, in Orlando State, they had a section called the wall, and everybody st- stands. I mean, there's drumming section. There's people dancing. And in Florida, there was nothing but Brazilian and, and Spanish women all oh, over yeah. the stadium. Man. Nope, I don't need to go. I just yeah, I, up. I think you need to go. Uh, if that's the case, <laughs> there's nothing like going to an opening day for Orlando City. It's like it's nuts. Need and to so I'm, my, I'm, my hoping, I'm hoping Charlotte is the same way. Um, I know we'll, we'll, we'll countryfy it somehow. We'll, we'll do some version of it. But Nashville does great. Nashville puts in forty thousand a game. Um, I know Atlanta puts in. Atlanta does more than the Falcons do, so I know that. It's, it's, that's yeah, not hard to believe. Man, that's not hard. That is, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's funny when Tepper opens the stadium up and then he'll go do more than the Panthers will eventually. Look, 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 look. look. Speaking of opening stadiums up, are you guys? Do you guys think it's too early for full capacity? Um, my answer no. to that is it doesn't matter. That's my answer. Listen, people are tired of losing money, and if anybody's tired of losing money, it's David Tepper. It don't matter. <laughs> That's at some it. Point, at some point, we're going to have to do it. Like, yeah. it's, been, it's been almost two years. I mean, I'm still – I'm not going to a game without a mask on. That's yeah. sure. I'm not going without one. And I promise you, the first person that sp- that coughs on me, I'm spraying them down with Lysol. It, I mean, hit <laughs> <laughs> with the elbow. Yeah, people, just because masks, uh, the the uh, mask requirements are being eased up, does not mean you can breathe in my face uh, in public again. Stop that. You can breathe in my face, but I will Lysol you in the face. My yes. If we talking without masks, you need to be over yeah. here. You might as well yeah. call me my cell phone at this point. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Text conversations <laughs> in the game. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, at, at some point, we're going to have to go back to capacity. I, I, will, I will say this, though. With the with vaccinations on the rise, numbers, uh, COVID numbers are slightly, slightly coming down or gradually coming down as vaccinations mm-hmm. are on the rise. We have to be careful because uh, it, the 1919 flu epidemic, the deadliest year was the year after. Why? Because they eased up on restrictions and everyone got comfortable. And what you're going to have now is you're going to have a mix of people who are vaccinated and a mix and a lot of people who are unvaccinated, but because they don't have to wear masks are going to be mixing with that vaccinated crowd. And a lot of people say, well, these people are vaccinated. What does it matter? Well, the problem is that now you have a larger population of unvaccinated people that are still going to be exposed to the virus. I still wish they would still have the vaccinated, non-vaccinated sections like a lot of the NBA teams are still doing. Yeah. People, Um, they don't want that uh, label. They don't want that, yeah, that stick where you got to prove 
that you I'm okay with that. If they say, look, man, you gotta prove that you here you go. go. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm I'm cool with that. I mean, if you're vaccinated, then why why do you give a shit? So but I, I, mean, I, I mean, for those, I think for a lot of those people who are vaccinated are still scared of folks who are not vaccinated. I still think we still should go with the vaccinate, unvaccinated section. I think, but what you do is, I'm not saying to incentivize people for going. I think you make it three fourths of the stadium vaccinated and then one fourth unvaccinated and make sure the unvaccinated folks stay in their area of the stadium. Right. Make sure there's bathrooms. Make sure Treat make them sure like lepers. Make sure there's a team store and make sure there's some bathrooms and some concession stands over there. It's not the same as everybody else, but. Hey, okay. I know we're out of time, but I do want to address this real quick. The about NBA fans. Y'all crazy. Yeah, for real. They they opened this joint back up in like the first week. We already got fans spitting on people, racial slurs, throwing stuff. Y'all, the problem is that. This generation does not remember Malice of the Palace. They, they, they don't remember, remember. Maxwell, Vernon Maxwell going in there and whooping. Yes. But Somebody, they better be glad, although I do think it's funny that Russell Westbrook was writhing on the ground in pain 30 seconds <laughs> before somebody th- – he was re- He was not injured when that popcorn hit him. <laughs> he was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And, and whoever threw that popcorn is lucky that six foot three. 200 pound Russell Westbrook did not get up in the stands. But um, but is this anything new that we haven't seen before? No, no it's and, 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 and it's not. I do think it's a little bit overblown. Fans are going to be crazy. But uh, I I think I think this is kind of like a this is kind of like a reflection of COVID. Here's what I mean by that: everybody who's being cooped up in the house and and not used to normal life don't know how to damn act now. Everybody's acting a monkey since we're since we're quote unquote slowly <laughs> getting back to normal. Now to to this to this lady who spit on Trey Young, I, I I really wonder did Trey Young actually feel that? Because my thing is if I if I feel that on me in, in these circumstances, Are you, I'm yeah. probably not playing the next game because I'm I'm beating her ass. I'm sorry, dude. You you cannot spit on me under any circumstance. I'm throwing the basketball at your head. I am choking you. Whatever. No, you cannot spit on me. No. We know yeah. it's like, but we also, but I think athletes also saw, you know, even if even if a lot of them don't remember the malice of the palace, I I still think people know the ramifications. I think athletes yeah. are a lot more aware of the ramifications, like you said, Jamal, for literally losing your mind for 30 seconds in like stone cold stunning a, a, a fan because they spit on you. You guys think Ron Artest's career was never this. Never, Ron had to change his name to get loved again. Ron Artest <laughs> had to change his name. Steven Jackson basically became an NBA vagabond at that moment. You know, that that what? incident changed not just that the league but all the professional sports. Like to this day, if, to this day, if those guys would never had the incident in Detroit, I think the Pacers might have won the championship that year. Oh, yeah, like, that's how good they were. They were that deep. That was a deep team loaded. there. That team was loaded, was, absolutely. And that was that was healthy. That was healthy, Jermaine O'Neal. Like healthy. I bought Jermaine O'Neal's shoes that year. Nike shocked Jermaine O'Neal's shoes. I still have it. Home. I remember them. Like, I remember they were they were fire. They were fire. I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he I'm wore Nike bad. shocks, but but like fans losing their mind. This ain't nothing new. Philadelphia fans have been rooting and unruly for years. That's why they can't have nothing nice. Like I mean, Knicks fans. Like to, to, to Jamal's point, I think that you know 
they about the house. They see they they can spit at their TV. They can throw popcorn at their TV. It doesn't fight back. But I'm telling you, I wish someone would throw some popcorn at Miles Garrett and see what happens. <laughs> we got any shout outs or shout outs, y'all? Um, I just want to give a shout out to alerts in my phone. Um, there's something developing that's pr- quite interesting. Uh, the Falcons and the uh, Seahawks are talking to Julio Jones trade. Uh, DK Metcalf and Julio Jones. It's kind of marinate on that. Uh, I- I'm gonna give a shout out to Danny for coming on the show, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to uh, just m- m- Memorial Day to veterans uh, who laid down their lives. Uh, and just, and just everybody, man, if you're traveling, be safe on the roads. Uh, yeah, don't, don't be in no rush, man. It's 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 not that important. I, I promise you. Um, that's it for me. Danny, got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to the three of you guys always for inviting me on the show. Um, shopping up with you guys. It's been a minute. Yeah, like too I'm, long, man. Been too know, long, brother. And we all gotta get in the studio together one day and do this together as one big group. Uh, soon, soon come. Soon come to the missus upstairs because I know she's about to cuss me out because I was supposed to go get a haircut and I haven't been in this car for almost an hour. Um, <laughs> no comment. Listen, I mean, it is what it is when you're married, you know how that life is. But also, also big shout outs to you know the Hornets fans that have been supporting um for three point conversion for a while and. You know, I mean, big shout out to Cosmo for wearing that jersey because, like I said, we're about to win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, I got, we'll, we'll get Jamal involved in hockey, but Rodney's a lot. I, I know Jamal likes it. A lot of people. I like it, though. Yeah, they don't understand the game. I don't understand the damn thing. The rules are kind of not really that complex. They have changed the rules. Like I had to explain the, the blue line rule and the icing change rule. The line. Icing always confuses people. And uh, offsides in hockey is kind of confusing like what if you're skating backwards and the puck you know all kinds of stuff but having said that hockey's super exciting the clock never stops there's no other sport in which you have to do substitutions while the game is still going on that's a ridiculous thing to have to strategize around there's no you there are timeouts in hockey but coaches don't call them it's like okay all right you guys hurry up come in all right y'all get, get off the ice i mean that's it, 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 to me it just keeps the action going plus it's super violent maybe fighting People <laughs> how, how Americans don't like hockey more is just beyond. Rodney, just go, <laughs> listen, Rodney, here's what you do. Here, here's your assignment for today. Go on your Xbox and download NHL 2021. I think it's in the, in the yeah. EA Play Store. All right? Go play. The same way I told you about MLB the show. I told you about the show. Go play NHL for the rest of the time over Memorial Day weekend. Go get the hurricane and just play the game. Don't, don't do franchise. Just actually play the game. And you'll learn hockey. Yeah, um, your first, your first power. I, I, I have too much on my plate to play video games. I haven't. I can't tell you the last time I sat there and actually played. Hey, hey Rodney, well, don't well, make I, me pull your Xbox profile up and put a post on this damn screen. No, 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 no. On my Xbox profile, I watch my Netflix and and my other stuff in there, and so I'm, it looks like I'm online, but I'm actually watching YouTube TV and everything else. I I want to I want to okay, Right. I want to I want to thank you guys for reminding me of my shout at. I want to shout at Xbox. I can't find a damn Xbox. So I I I can't stand when y'all talk about the games you're playing on your Xbox because I can't find a damn Xbox. So shout at to Xbox for not making it. I got a one. I don't have the Xbox Series X. I still can't find one either. Okay. 
All you right, know, well, I'm, I'm over here in PC land. Like, what the fuck y'all talking about? <laughs> 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 hey, uh, a real quick shout out. Real quick shout out to the uh, the greatest weekend in motorsports every year. Coca-Cola 600 and the Indianapolis 500. I just think that's so awesome that they're on the same day. No shout one, out Bubba Wallace. Yes, no one has beat the million dollar challenge yet. There's a there's a challenge if you can win Indy in in the 600 on the same day. Uh, Tony Stewart came really really close. You race at Indy, you take a plane or a chopper from Indianapolis to Charlotte. And then you race the 600. Anyone that can win, there, there's been a few investors that have said, I'll give a million dollars to whoever can win both races. I would yes. just love to see somebody do that in my lifetime. That would be one of the greatest feats in sports history that would get underrated because people don't really consider motorsports a sport. But to, to essentially race a thousand miles plus in a day without dying, uh, <laughs> <laughs> incredible. So. Kazik, is, is that feat almost as bigger than Dion's feat playing an NFL game on the afternoon? Yeah, that was yeah, – the kids don't know about what Dion did that day. And he played well in both games too. That was what was uh, incredible. So, yeah, I, I put it up there. I, like I said, a lot of drivers have done – have raced in both the Indy and the 600. Uh, no one's won both of those. It, I don't think that will happen. It would it, it'd be almost impossible – to, to win both of those races. Uh, but I, I love seeing drivers try. I, I love the whole weekend. I wish Formula One actually had a race this weekend, but typically they don't because they know that they're going to lose viewers to those two races. So. All right, guys. Well, we have uh, we've had a lot of fun today, as we can tell, because we are 10 minutes over. But it's all good, man, because we always enjoy doing this. Continue shout outs to the guys in the chat room. Um, always, man, your, your your presence is valued more than we could ever tell you guys. Shout out to our brother, Danny Thompson. You are always welcome to come on the show. You are extended family. Shout out to my fellas. Shout out to everybody celebrating Memorial Weekend. You can invite me to cookouts later if you see fit. Um, shout out to, <laughs> don't look at me like that, Rodney. I'm vaccinated. I right, uh, we will catch everybody next week, man. Keep loving each other, man. And hey, we'll see you later. Real and quick, real quick, real quick, our thoughts are with Greg Olson's family, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as they go through a, a really difficult time with their son, uh, we consider him to be a true charlatan and we'll always appreciate what he did for the Carolina Panthers franchise. No and doubt. And also shout out to uh, Jamal. Uh, maybe we get you a uh, a Carolina Panthers onesie in the future. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you for watching. You oh, have a wonderful day. I really hate you. All right. Oh, peace out. Peace, y'all. I hate you, Rodney.